When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Kickoff in the Valley post-game show. Birds of a feather. Cardinals, Eagles from State Farm Stadium. 20 to 17 final uh, coming down to the wire. The Cardinals drop one to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. I'm Tyler Vasquez of Bird Gang Travel Club, following us, uh, following the Cardinals around the the NFL and across to the country and into other countries this season uh, all year long. My co-host for today, it's not Gunnar Jackson. Gunnar Jackson uh, still out at a conference with St. Jude's doing some good work out there. Uh, but filling in, you saw him a couple of games ago. It was after the Raiders game and almost a, as crazy of an ending here. Uh, Mr. Britton Golden. Cardinals wide receiver, alumni, uh, Britt, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, where'd you get to watch the game from today? Where were you at? Uh, we had a little get together at a buddy's house. Watching nice. The it was rocking inside State Farm. I mean, I, let's talk about some positives right off the jump before I get right into the negative that was the opening drive. Um, the Cardinals... Ultimately, they they started out. Uh, actually, let's talk about the positives. State Farm was the best I've seen it, and it feels like I don't know ten games, uh, nine games uh, at times. Although there was a lot of green in the stadium, and as I was walking around outside today, uh, kind of bouncing, we didn't actually have official tailgate, so we we were hanging out kind of on the lawn. I walked over to Westgate. It was green everywhere i mean it thousands and thousands of eagle fans how did it look on tv brit was it it was very loud for the eagle fans uh it was in there it was loud i mean the stadium was loud pretty much the whole game i mean obviously we were just watching it on tv but yeah the stadium was rocking there was a lot of green in the stands which seems to be like a reoccurring theme since i played here it was always especially the midwest teams that they've always got a kind of overshadows the fans of our fans in there. Well, you know what it is, is they want to, they want to beat the cold and, and get a nice little vacation to Arizona, get some golf in, yeah, have a good time. Prices go up. That's the problem. Yeah. Sky yeah. They're driving up your prices. hundred <laughs> uh, <laughs> percent. So yeah, for them, it's a great trip. Just like for us, you know, when we go out to cool cities, yeah. uh, destination cities, you know, we do it with the big group, but mm-hmm. I will say their group uh, was kind of the inspiration for us seeing some of their groups travel um, over the years kind of helped give us the idea of, of launching bird gang travel. So they did not disappoint again. They were out here in full force, oh, yeah. um, but that's where an upset would have made this ever so sweet. But let's, let's jump right into the game watching in the first quarter. 
it was much of the same with the Cardinals. They did get a first down on their first uh, drive. I did like that they lost the coin toss and that the Eagles deferred and made us start on offense. Yeah. Because when the Cardinals start slow, and I'm going to ask you as, as being a pro and, and been there before, when you have this struggle of starting fast and, and you're starting slow all the time, does getting the ball and, and not allowing the offense to kind of cool down on the sideline, does that help? I think it does. And there were situations when, especially when we played here, that we would, when we would have a lull in starting games fast that, you know, we would switch it. Instead of deferring, it was, nah, we want the ball. Give the offense the ball first. Let us go out there and try to set the tone early and try to gain some momentum at the beginning of the game. So I think I think it is helpful. It allows your offense to go in there straight off of warm-up instead of just sitting and waiting. And I think it allows guys to, you know, and it doesn't always work. I'm wrong. It doesn't always go the way you want it to. But I like that. Like you said, I like them losing the coin toss and having to receive because it gives you that opportunity to try to set the tone early. Obviously, it didn't work today, but – you know, I, I, to me, I think it's something they should look into in the future. Winning a coin toss, take the ball. Just try yeah, well, to find I, ways to set the tone early as an offense. It, it's been five games. You've started slow in every single one of them. So every this was one the one difference. You did get a first down. I still think it's uh, the script plays that that Cliff is coming up with that are the problem. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I, I can't stand the play calling. I hate it. Yeah. I, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm not an offensive coordinator. I'm not on here trying to take, you know, take away from the job. But what what added fuel to my fire with the play calling was what happened in the preseason. Right? Oh, you think it's you think it's easy? You do it. But then you gave the reins to Kyler Murray, and he marched down the field and scored in those preseason games as the quote unquote offensive coordinator. So. I don't know. I'm not a big believer in this Kingsbury's a guru, offensive guru. Yeah, they're, they're opening drive. So first was James Conner run up the middle for four yards. Kyler Murray passed uh, short left to Zach Ertz. Nice to see them get Zach Ertz alive. And, and how about that? When Early. they did, a, when the, yeah, when they played the, uh, the, when they had the intros and they had the players come out, they did announce the offense. And I think they clever on purpose uh, had Ertz because I don't think in the other times they've done the offense, Ertz did not come out right before Kyler Murray, but they had Ertz come out second to last and the Eagle fans erupted for Ertz, gave him a lot of love. It was, it was really cool to see. And I will say a a legend though. He's an Eagle legend and they there's nothing they could do. And he did. The crazy part was it wasn't his terms of leaving. He would have stayed. Yep. Yep. So I don't think there's much bad blood with the Eagles and Zach Ertz as people want there to be. Well, and and I will say this. A lot of people give the Eagle fans a hard time about being kind of a rough fan base and and kind of a pain. I get it, but I will tell you, and I had two, I went to Philly twice and I had two different experiences. First time group I was by, the Eagles weren't very good. So they pretty much, they were fine all game. They were like, Hey, we know we suck. You guys are good. They knew we were, that was the year we went to the NFC championship. So they knew we were, uh, a contender. Um, but then when, and I remember Ertz caught a touchdown and they played, uh, oh man, what was the song? It hurts so good. Uh, but they played every time Ertz would score. I think he scored twice. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the second time I went, they were a bunch, of, they, they were not jerks to me, but they were, there was a Cardinal fan next to me that was trying to talk some stuff and they didn't appreciate that too much. And, and they kind of got in them. today. The, the uh, Eagle fans 
I, I had an obnoxious person that I brought to the game known as my little brother. And uh, he, he had definitely had a few too many to start uh, the pregame festivities today. And so when we got in, he was chirping back and forth at some Eagle fans. And um, but they were all everybody was good. It was a f- fun, more just uh, fun trash talk back and forth. Everyone their their away game group is a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I think they get it. nicer than the home game group. I don't think you want to get kicked out of a game on a, an away game trip. I did see a yeah. little back and forth between a couple fans and secure. I saw the sheriff get on the remote and and then all of a sudden everybody calmed down a little bit because I think they were fearful they were going to get kicked out. But so on that drive, they got started early. And then uh, after that, this this is where my frustration starts. Rondell Moore uh, on the right, they hand it off. He gets stopped for a two yard loss. And then they do a uh, that was on first and 10. So now they're second and 12. They do a short pass to the left to Rondell Moore again like behind the line of scrimmage, he gets three yards out of it. So uh, now we're third and nine and uh, another incomplete pass. And now they're, they're punting, but it, it felt like early in the first half, every time they went to Rondell Moore, it was something in the backfield, yeah. which has always been my criticism and how they're using Rondell Moore. And, and I keep posing the question. I was kind of, I got very critical on Rondell Moore, but as the game went on, because I felt like, I was like, man, Rondell Moore just isn't good. But I still think part of this is, I don't know if he's just not good or Cliff doesn't know how to use him. And and that becomes the problem. That's my thing. I don't think they know how to use him. Because ultimately, Rondell Moore could literally be Arizona's Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Because he can do a lot of the same things. He's strong. He runs the ball strong. He's got strong lower, lower body is strong. Like He catches the ball. He's fast as lightning. Hey, it's just one of those things. He runs good routes. I, I don't I don't understand why every time, you know, he's in the in the mix, it's a you know, a jet sweep or a, a screen pass. I'm like, I get it, you want to put the ball in his hands. I understand that. But let's let's do this effectively. Let's not make it to where when Rondell Moore's in the game, the defensive coordinator's game planning because he knows, right? Oh, this is mm-hmm. gonna be there's some type of screen coming or some type of, you know, jet sweep, some some funny plays here, right? It's something that's going to be uh, get the ball in his hands quick and try to let him get out in the open. So I think Cliff Kingsbury is very predictable when Rondell Moore is in the game, and that's what leads to a lot of the negative plays. And, and speaking of the negative plays, and I'm trying to find my liked stat here, Rondell Moore at one point had touched the ball three times and I don't, I didn't mark when this was at, but he had a negative five yard run, a negative two yard run, and a three yard catch was basically the outcome. So he was, uh, and actually his ending stat line was rushing two attempts, negative seven yards. So too much of the the sweep and the end arounds and all the different stuff that they were doing. It's, just it's like just the saying. predictability part. Yeah, I know yeah. when he goes in motion or something like that. Listen, that is a it's something that's a high possibility of happening of them handing the ball to him or pitching it or whatever. So that's why I go back to the predictability part. Like you, you're just as a defensive coordinator, you make it so easy on me when he's moving and in motion. Like I know he's going to be a factor in this place. So all you got to do is just spy somebody and just run it with man. Yeah. Or zone it up, just play zone where there's nobody that's really involved right there. You just have everybody flock to the ball. 
Yeah, and and you're they're waiting for it. I mean, just like you're saying, they're they they know it's coming. And at that point, if he touches the ball, it's it's in the backfield, and he's having to recoup some yardage, and, and he yeah. doesn't. He gets stuffed. Um, on the contrary, now the Eagles, their first drive, it was like they could do nothing wrong. Eleven plays, sixty four yards, took them four minutes and thirteen seconds. Um, they uh, ended with a Hertz one yard run at the goal line. But prior to that, Hertz was playing pitch and catch uh, on the left side to AJ Brown. I think he had three catches mm-hmm. on that opening drive, right? Yeah. All over Marco Wilson. And it had me. That's what they've team. been doing all year. Yeah. Been doing that. But all, I mean, they're five and oh now and every game they've done it. He's just marched it down the field, no matter who they've played. It's just, we're going to go down the field. We're going to do this. I'm going to find who I want. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to complete it. I'm going to run it. I'm going to get first downs. And they're basically, the Eagles offensive coordinator is basically just screaming at every defense saying, stop this. Mm-hmm. And until, until, yeah, until you do, he's going to keep doing it. And so I'm keep pounding it down your throat until you stop. And if and, you can't and, stop it, I'm going to keep doing it. And that's essentially what they did. They they only score once in the first quarter. Um, luckily, you know, when you look at the numbers they've put up in the first half, in the first yeah. four games, they're just insane. But uh, in the first quarter, the Eagles ended up with 120 yards. The Cardinals, again, just 47. It's just a common thread that you're seeing week after week is the Cardinals. Five weeks in a row. Yeah, they just don't get started. And I heard as I was walking out of the stadium, uh, Dave Pash and Ron Wolfley, who do the call for Arizona sports um, every week on the radio, and and I'm listening to them on the – they have them on the stanchions when you walk out. Mm-hmm. And I heard Pash say, you're expecting this offense to get going faster. You don't win games when you only score 17 points. And I think that's that's true is true. You you gotta score more than seventeen yeah. points, especially You're to be win in, in yeah. this league. Yeah. In this league, a seventeen point a game average is not good enough. Like it's, I mean, and I know in the locker room everybody says it. I was in the locker rooms, right? Seven points should be enough for us to win a game. I mean, I get that. You're talking to the best players in the world, but mm-hmm. everybody on every team is the best players in the world. They're all getting paid. I think people lose sight at times that all 32 NFL teams are elite football players. Like they're all getting paid. There's guys getting paid just as much as guys on your team are getting paid. You're not, no matter what their record looks like, and you want people, you know, as fans, you want to say these guys are scrubs, right? They're 0-4, they're terrible, but these are the best in the world. We're talking about guys that are on bad teams that were on good teams a couple years ago, and we were like, this guy's a top five receiver. So I think people lose that sight thinking that, oh, people should run down this. We, should, we shouldn't have to score a lot of points. But in this league, if you don't score 25-plus points a game, you're not going to win many games.